Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast channel. It's 5am in the morning here and I can't sleep so I thought why not make another episode especially since I've been kind of slacking um, lately. But so I work night shifts and when I say night shifts it's literally like the whole like half night. So like I either work from like midnight to 5 or midnight to 6 or 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. or you know so I basically work all night and I sleep all day thankfully for me my job is literally the easiest thing in the world and I love it so much but it's like now my whole sleeping schedule has been messed up and I I can't sleep at night like even if I sleep I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night I won't be able to go back to sleep so like today I slept I think uh, around midnight or so and I woke up at four and yeah I can't go back to sleep it's really annoying because it's like I also don't want to be sleep like half of the day you know but I do like the night shift because it's very quiet there's not a lot of people that I need to assist and whatever I'm doing whether like I'm studying or whatever I'm doing I can do it in peace and in quiet and I really love quiet I don't know it it's very underrated anyway so it's almost the end of 2019 so I thought I'd do like um what I learned in 2019 type um of episode and I think I'm gonna just go ahead and combine what I learned in 2019 and resolutions that we should all have for 2020 just because I think that like the second like I think that the resolutions is gonna be uh shorter yeah a shorter video and not shorter video but a shorter episode and so I don't want to like publish a seven minute episode or something but if I end up talking too much during the first part then I'm just gonna make another episode and just like talk to you guys about like resolutions that I came up with or like I see a lot of people come up with because it's like the basics you know do well focus on you blah 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 but anyway so 2019 has been a funny year I think I think it's definitely been a very hard year but and like definitely not the happiest year for me but it's also been really like eye-opening for me and I did a lot of changes this year so like one of the biggest realizations I had this year is that you cannot you cannot choose the career your parents want you to do and no matter how hard you try it's never gonna work out because I came into college when I I came into college with the mindset that I was going to med school and I was gonna be a doctor but the thing is I never really wanted to be a doctor I like my parents wanted me to be a doctor because like two of my sisters want to be doctor and so they were telling me yeah you should be a doctor it's really good because and these were their reasoning like for one they were like no matter where you are in the world like you're not gonna be out of a job because like everybody needs a doctor um and they also what was the other one um i don't remember what was the other reasoning they said yeah but I mean that was like their main thing and also yeah let me let me just keep it at that so that was the main reasoning because if you choose to be a doctor it's easier and it's easier because you can do it wherever you are in the world it doesn't matter you know where you are you can always find a job and so 
Although, actually, when I was 10, I did think of becoming a surgeon, but that was never really what I wanted to do. The two jobs that I have always been stuck with and I always wanted to do was either one, go to law school and be a lawyer or be a a psychologist. And those two jobs have kind of like, honestly, like if I could do both, I would definitely do both. But obviously I can't. It's a lot of years and just a lot of things and it's only 24 hours in a day. But I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a psychologist so bad. Because for those of you that know me, you know that I love talking to people, as in, like, I love cheering them. But I don't like talking that much, honestly. I feel like I have a certain amount of words that I take out in a day, and then when I'm done, it's like, okay, I can't talk anymore. Don't talk to me. I'm not trying to talk or anything. But I've always loved listening to people, and I've always been a good listener. I've always loved um, cheering people up and just, like, motivating motivating them and letting them know that whatever they go, they're going through, through, it's not forever, you know? And, um, yeah, I've always loved doing that. And also, like, if you listen to my first podcast ever... I was talking about what I used to do when I was younger. I used to go on Twitter and I used to find um, sad people. I don't know why that sounds very weird and creepy. I'm not creepy, I promise. But yeah, I used to like DM them and be like, hey, if you want to talk, like I'm here and stuff like that. And that's actually how I made some of my really, really good friends today because I asked them like what was wrong. And yeah, Um, the reason why I never really continued that and I or and I never took that path is because for one I realized that I am I am too sensitive I think to be a psychologist I feel like if I were to become a psychologist and you know somebody comes to me and I'm sitting in my office and they start like explaining to me their life story and like their heartbreaks and everything I feel like I would be the one crying and they'll be like no it's okay like (laughs) just because like I am a very empathetic person and I just really always try to put myself in other people's shoes and what they're going through and stuff like that and it really gets to me like it really gets to me even Even if I don't know the person, because when I was 15, no, not 15, when I was 13 and I was like talking to these different people on Twitter, their stories got to me so much. And I was I was super sad, like I was super sad for them, even though like I never I have never met them in my life. I don't know who they are, anything like that. And so I feel like that was the main reason why I was like, I can't do this, because towards the end of what I was doing on Twitter, I became a very sad person. Like, yeah, I was talking to all those people and everything. And I obviously loved doing it and I loved being there for them. And I loved for them to know that they're not alone in the world and that there is somebody out there that really do cares about them. But it was making me depressed just like them. Like, I found myself asking myself uh, questions like, you know why why is life worth living and like just like really dark questions like that I found myself like getting really sad just like them and seeing the positive the negative more than the positive and I'm usually a very positive person and that was one of the reasons why I stopped doing that 
And so that's the main reason why I never continued with being a psychologist. The second reason was that, um, and maybe that will change later, and maybe this may seem like a, um, like less of a reason for other people, but my original country, my home country is Guinea, and they don't have stuff like that over there. And obviously one day I'm, I want to go home. Uh, so you know, if I go, if it, if I decide to go home one day, I, at least like right now, they don't have a job like that over there. So like, I'm going to be unemployed. So those are the main reasons why I never really decided to continue being and like really work toward, towards that path. The second job that I really, really wanted to do, and I still really love is being a lawyer. I know that for a lot of people, they think that being a lawyer is just, you know, lawyers are liars and stuff like that. They just, you know, they just try to get money and they don't really care who they send behind bars or who they keep out of bars, the out of bar, depending of, you know, what kind of lawyer they are. But to me, it's not really about that. And I think... I've always I've always loved law and I've always been like a legal type person and like what can we do legally what can't we do I always thought it was really really fun even when I was younger I liked learning about that kind of stuff and I think that definitely increased a lot when I came to the United States and I saw so much disparity so much so much like racial disparities between um so much racial disparities between like sentencing and just like everything for one like and one major really big example is like the crack versus powder cocaine so for those that for those of you that don't know um crack and pow- crack and powder cocaine are essentially the same drug they're just have like they just have like a couple like differences basically that like, they price prices and also the way to like get them in the body if that makes sense and um when it takes effect but there are no like pharmaceutical differences between the two and the only big difference between them is the people that use them and when I when I say the people that use them I say that kind of loosely because research have shown has shown that white people use crack cocaine more than black people but the thing is black people are more likely to be um caught and um arrested and sentenced because of crack uh crack cocaine and obviously um powder cocaine is known as the more affluent drug and like more rich people use that so it has always been like a socioeconomic and a race thing and so back then like during the Nixon and the Reagan Reagan I don't know how to pronounce it but the Nixon presidency during the war on drugs it was a 100 to 1 disparity so it's literally someone that has I don't I don't I think it's I think it's 500 grams versus I don't remember but I think it's either 500 grams for like 5 grams of cocaine I think yeah I think that's what it is but basically like the disparity is huge and for those two people like if you found if you find one person with crack cocaine and another person with powder cocaine basically the powder cocaine has the person that has powder cocaine has to have like such a significant 
bigger amount for them to get the same sentence as the um as a person that has crack cocaine and so basically that also helped like mass incarceration and the prison was flooded and also there's also something known as minimum like sentencing and you see that a lot with like drug laws so like judges have literally no um discretion as to how many years they give a defendant it has to be that minimum so like for a lot of uh drugs i know the minimum sentencing is 10 years so it's like it doesn't matter how much um how much you have it doesn't matter like if you have a criminal record like you know the habitual um law three three strikes law doesn't matter any kind doesn't matter like you have to have like a minimum of 10 years so yeah, I don't know why. You guys can tell, like, how interested I am in the kind of, this kind of stuff. But basically, that was one of the main reasons that when I when I came to the United States, I really was like, I really want to go into law. I really, really want to go into law because it's, it's crazy. And also, another thing, um, black people are most likely to be, or not just black people, but uh, poor people get the public defendants because they don't have the money to get a private attorney. And we all know public defenders are very, um, they're very overworked because more than the majority of um, defendants that come through the criminal justice system are poor people. And so they are, they, and there's not a lot of people that go into that there's not a lot of people that try to be public defenders because the pay is so low and stuff like that and they know that people are that lawyers are overworked so basically one person one lawyer ends up with like so many cases and they don't have enough time and they're not paid enough so they just end up um doing plea deals which is a trap like don't do it <laughs> but yeah uh, so basically just looking at all those like those like racial disparities and stuff like that really made me want want to go into law because I really want to I really want to change it somehow or reduce it somehow because it's really unfair. It's really unfair. Um but yeah, coming into college, I had the mindset that I was going to be a doctor because my parents wanted wanted me to be a doctor and at some point I think I even kind of I kind of just lied to myself and made myself believe that I that I liked it and like even when people would ask me I remember one of my cousins was asking me once what I wanted to do in college and I was in high school at that time and I was like oh it's between law and medicine and then he was like which one do you like more and I was like I don't know I like both but now looking back at it, no, I don't. Like, I love law way, way, way more than I love medicine. I don't even like science that much. I mean, maybe chemistry just ruined it for me. But so, yeah, I did my first year of college and spring semester came around. And that is when I took chemistry. I was taking chemistry and I was taking also calculus and other like hard classes. But spring semester came around and I was like, I hate chemistry. I freaking hate chemistry. It was horrible. And also it made me feel like such a dumb person. Like every single grade that was coming, every single exam, I just couldn't do anything. Like no matter how hard I studied, I went into the exam room and I just like, I didn't fail. Like I didn't fail, but I also didn't do well. 
I was just like in the middle, you know, and like that was like the same for every single exam. And looking back at it now, I really should have withdrawn because it really hurt my GPA. It really, really hurt my GPA and that hurt my heart. But towards the end of the semester, I didn't withdraw. I, I was like, no, I'll do better, blah, blah, blah. And I also I feel like a part of it, I really didn't want to let my parents down. And I was like. Oh, I'll stick it through. I'll work. I'll work and stuff like that. But it didn't work. I did really bad in the class. I didn't really, and I also realized that I hate lab. I hate lab so much. I don't know why people think that's fun. I feel like it's so stressful for no reason. It's long. It's just very, very unnecessary. So what happened is that after that, I think I'm like really talking. I'm, I need to like hurry up. But what happened is that. Um, I decided to come back during the summer and take uh, general chemistry too because I was a semester behind because I didn't take it my first semester. And I came and I signed up for it and everything. And um, I dropped chemistry and the NS lab uh, the last day of ad drop. So the last day of ad drop was the first day we had lab. Yeah, it was the first day we had lab and I went into lab and the whole time I was just thinking, I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate it so much. Like I couldn't even focus like I was messing up. My 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 teammates were probably like, she is stupid, whatever. But I just the whole time I couldn't think about anything else other than the fact that I hated lab so much. And I was like, I have to take so many more labs because obviously I have to also take organic chemistry one organic chemistry two and i have to take the bio classes and all of those have have lab and i was like 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 i can't do this i hate lab and i literally walked out of lab that day well i didn't walk out i mean like when the class ended i went back to my dorm and i dropped it and i changed my major that day like <laughs> i just couldn't do it i hated lab so much but thankfully my family Everybody was very, very supportive, and they were like, do what you want to do at the end of the day. You're the one who's going to go and work, and if law is really what you want it, what you want to do, then you can do that. And also, I feel like they really couldn't have said anything because they already saw that I did so bad in chemistry. And it's like, I'm not going to lie to myself. What's the point of, like, staying these four years and, you know, taking these science classes and doing really bad because at the end of the day, I'm not going to get accepted in medical school with grades looking like that, with science grades looking like that, you know? So I changed my major during the summer and that was one of the big, biggest realization I had this summer. It was like, there's just a few things out there that you cannot do to please anybody. And two of them are the biggest ones, I think, is your career and your marriage. You cannot marry someone because your family wants you to marry them. You cannot marry them because everybody tells you they're a good person, blah, blah, blah. If you don't love them, if you don't love each other, if you don't work good together because at the end of the day like also that's something I realized um marriage is, and I heard this from like um one of my favorite youtubers and she was basically saying that marriage is logistics and that's so true because at the end of the day love is not anything is not everything yes you can love each other very hard but if you guys don't work well together it's not gonna work but anyways those are the main two things like you can't go into a career because somebody else wants you to do and you can't marry someone because somebody else wants you wants you to but anyways since i changed my major i have been the happiest at least academics wise 
absolutely love love my classes love like all my classes i took two summer classes i took criminal procedure and i took and i took uh i took ethics and also that's something that i realized like when i because i also took like a few law classes and i was like law related classes and i was like i enjoy this way more than i enjoy science so like why should i spend like eight years of my life trying to learn something i don't really care about um but yeah i took those absolutely loved criminal procedure was amazing and like spring some not spring semester but this fall semester i took two of my major classes so i'm now a criminal justice major as a pre-law student i'm probably gonna add either political science or sociology but we'll see and this semester i basically took two of my major classes criminology and criminal justice administration i just i was in heaven like oh my god like i it's like just like I would wake up in the morning, I'll be like, yes, like, I'm ready to go to class, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to, like, notice material, and I feel like that's the mood that every student needs to have, but, yeah, so that's the first realization, the second realization, which also goes hand in hand with what I just said about, like, love is not everything, and just because you love someone so much, it doesn't really mean everything, so one of the biggest like realization I had this year was that just because you love someone doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean everything. And it's because this year I cut someone that meant the absolute word to me, like that person meant the absolute word to me. And I had to cut the person off because I realized that it, it wasn't at first, but it had become a very one-sided thing. It was just me doing everything. It was me doing the effort. It was me calling, me texting, me checking up on them. And when I tried to, like, talk it out, the person just didn't seem to care. They they didn't seem to care. They didn't seem like they wanted to put in effort. And so I had to cut them off. And it really, really hurt because, like I said, this person, like, meant so much to me. And but I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't. And I'm, I think it's really important for us, for us to realize it doesn't matter how much you love a person. Don't let them treat you, treat you like shit. It does not matter. And at first it's going to hurt. But I just read, like, some quote that was, like, end the relationship if even if you're going to cry a little bit because it's better to do that than staying in the relationship and crying daily, something like that. I was like, yes, so true. So really, I feel like coming into 2020, we really we really need to stop. Like, we really need to cut to not only toxic people off, but we also need to cut um, fake people off and just like one-sided friendships and one-sided relationships is really draining. It's really, really draining. And that's something I'm not willing to go through ever again, as in like, just because I love you doesn't mean I'm going to let you do me any kind of way. Yeah. So those are the two like big, like lessons that I've learned. Also the third one, I think, um it it also has to do with like being there for yourself and kind of um you know I've been seeing a lot of um what's it called I've been seeing a lot of 
like in 2020 2020 is my selfish year or like I've heard not I've heard but what was the quote it was some some stuff basically about putting myself first so it was like putting myself first is not I've realized that putting myself first is not selfish it's necessary it's kind of something along those lines because that and it's also along the lines of like one-sided relationship like don't do it just don't do it and I don't want to elaborate on this part it's something different that doesn't have to do with the person that I cut off but just don't do it and yeah I think those are like the main main things I've learned this year and this ended up being very long so we're gonna do another episode where I will be talking about my resolutions for the new year anyway thank you so much for listening I hope you have a great end of the year and stay tuned for next episode Thank you.